yo ho yo ho a pirate's life for me yeah all right and then i'll just pull them up as we go through them or actually i'm just going to pull them all up do it <laughs> well no i'll just do it one at a time look at you you're so organized now you can see it now you can see it now mm-hmm. you don't now you can see it we okay. almost this is the day we get the hundred the next day yeah 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 all right hey there's the horny toad picture it is oh snap we're not doing patreon yet so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter when we do patreon we need to put that on there all right so oh, i'll, I'll okay. say the question okay and i'll let you answer it. okay great just so you know we've been i've been recording us because i'm kind of like this exposition i think it's funny oh <laughs> you can decide to put it in or not everyone hello podcast people welcome to our podcast hey yeti. we're your host oh sorry <laughs> oh shoot uh we're your hosts yeti legs and base camp this is the podcast yeti walks into base camp and uh this is episode 10 10 oh my god wow we just hit double digits on our episode double digits that's exciting um so this that's episode exciting. today is going to be our week two on the pacific crest trail on our through hike in 2022 and maybe three we'll see how far we go we'll see how far we go today yeah we're just telling our story yeah it's been kind of fun so far it's been yeah it's been a blast we've taken a little break from interviewing all the peeps for a minute for a minute but we'll get back to it yes i so we're going to implement a new category today we will call it the <laughs> question of the day. Thanks to other podcast people for giving us this idea. <laughs> I know. Um, hint, hint, wink, mm. wink. Before we ask this question, though, if you think periods are gross, skip ahead. Is that all men? Maybe. I don't know. But it's a good reality check. But like, yeah, if you think periods are gross, skip ahead maybe a couple minutes or a few minutes. Yeah. So our question of the day is <clears throat> you ready <laughs> female business this might be tmi for the guys but it is something us females have to consider having the dreaded period on the trail da, da, da. how did you prepare and any thoughts on traditional tampons slash pads versus cups versus discs comma period panties etc what the hell is a cup you want to know what a cup is? I'm it's, not answering this question. You're answering this question. I know, but you're asking, what is a cup? You want to know what a cup is? Yeah. So a cup, okay, and some people may get this better than I because I don't wear cups. But it's it's a cup, right? It's like yay big. And what you do is you like put it inside of your hole. It's a thing. It's a thing that sucks into your hole. And then it fills with, with blood. And then you take it out, you know, and you clean it, you wash it in the water or whatever, rinse it out, and then you put it back in. So, so you're not like, it's, you know, you're not having to pack anything out. There's nothing bad about that, about the environment. It's just you putting it back in your hole. 
Well, I guess it's eco-friendly. Yeah, it's eco-friendly, I would say. But I, I didn't use a cup on that, the trail. That's the green way to, to do it. Yeah, I used to always, like, again, this is just me, but I would get nervous that the cup would get too far up. <laughs> I used it, so I was like, I mean, there's like a little string you can pull it out, I think. Women can correct me on this. Again, I don't know much about cups because I don't want to personally use them, but that's my choice. Okay. Everybody uses different <laughs> things on the trail. Uh, that's a great question for other women too. That is. Because I only have my point of view. Man, I need to bring some like prism into this conversation. What's a disc? Is it a UDI? A U I don't I don't know. What's a disc? I think it's what is it? What are period panties? I've never heard of these Pe things. You know, I actually don't know half these things other than period panties are like diapers. Like they soak up. It's a panty that soaks up the blood. But that's the liner that you put then, in, right? You can also put a liner in your... No, that's pad. That's a pad. Oh. But But the disc, I... that Okay, ladies. I need people to comment on this one. I'm so sorry I'm failing us. I don't... Actually, can we look up what a disc is? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm very straightforward in the way I do, period. And it has never changed. <laughs> um, oh, it, okay. It's like a cup. Ouch. That looks like it would hurt, y'all. What? That would, no. That's like, that's big. It's like a vagina condom. That's <laughs> what it looks like. Like a vagina condom. Okay, anyone needs to look this up if you didn't ever know what a disc was. It looks like a a condom. Okay. But that looks wow, that looks <laughs> painful. I didn't like that. I mean, that looks like it stretches you. No, thank you. Not if you're married. So what did you okay. use on trail? So I used. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I, I can't unsee that. I know. Well, okay. If you use tampons, cup, disc, normally. You don't need to wear underwear necessarily, but I did. I wore pads, actually. And that's not a very comfortable one, to be honest. I chafed. But long story short, but I like, there's a mental trauma thing there. But I use pads. I don't like, I don't like foreign objects going up my vagina. So, yeah, I use pads. So I had to carry in pads <laughs> before I would start. And then I would pack them out in a Ziploc. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, that was like what I did. But all women have different ways of doing that. I should really bring more females in and ask them that question too. Like this should be a like a round table question for all females because everybody has a different. I really want to ask like Prism this now, Songbird, Roy G. Hmm. Like I really want to ask this question now to them. How did you prepare for periods on trail? Did you just wing it? Well, no, I mean, I, I would know normally when my period would be. It would be regulated pretty well. And I was also on birth control, or I am on birth control. So I packed out birth control on trail. So I did walk with birth <clears throat> control. Um, but I would know it would be around week three or week four, my period. And then I, I normally kept pads, I feel like, with me on hand just in case I had an early period. But yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I would use wet wipes every night more so <clears throat> when I was on a period. And here's the other thing that needs to be talked about is once your pad is spent, you have to carry it. Yeah, you have to pack it out. Ugh. And it's heavy. Yeah. So, I mean, for every female, it's different. I'd say the cup, honestly, is probably the best one. It'd probably be the best one for people on trail. But I just can't. 
there's a literal mental thing there where I cannot put mm. a foreign object up there. Like a plastic foreign object. Can't do it. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, all well, women are different. There you go. All women are, are different. <laughs> I guess it's your preference. That's the answer. Whatever you prefer. But you should test that out before you get on trail. I was okay with carrying the weight for pads and packing them out. They didn't feel that heavy, like packaged, unused. No, they're pretty light. But then again, if you're an ultra light hiker, you don't want to carry out pads. Like, That's true. You know, and then you have to have an extra Ziploc to think about to add to your collection. Well, you put it in your... Uh, my poop bag. Your poop bag. Well, I'd, I would make my poop bag the pad bag. Ah. Yeah. Things that a lot of people lots don't talk of, about. Lots of smells. Lots of... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a great way to start oh. our first question of the day. <laughs> You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> there you have so it, folks. so sorry. There you have it. <laughs> I may have just traumatized a lot of you, but... I mean, hey, this is the reality on trail. It's, it's a reality. It is. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I am a male. Yeah, yeah. The way, like, oh, at some point, y'all, I'm going to do a podcast about what it's like to be a woman or what it's like to be a female on trail. You mean an episode? Yes, I'm in an episode. Oh, I'm so not a whole episode. podcast. Okay. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do an episode. What is it like to be a female? I think you should do an episode of what is it like to be a male? I think that would be fun. You can't listen to it if I do it. Why? No. Why? This is me to all the other men out there. But I can't listen to it after you're done? I won't listen to your episode. No, I want to listen to it though. You can listen to mine. <laughs> you're welcome. That'd I might bring funny. a woman onto it so that, you know, we talk about women things. You could do that. Prism, I feel like, would be the good, a good one for that. Yeah. And still, a couple's episode needs to happen. Oh, that's happening. Mm -hmm. We just haven't decided when. True. We got to get through our story. Yeah. True. Maybe we'll break it up and do it in couples in the middle. We can do that. Well, should we get started? On week two? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of week one, you had your birthday celebration and you were knighted at the Nickel Brewing Company in Julian. Yes. And as base camp. As base camp. And would you explain again why you were named base camp? For those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, I think. Yeah. Didn't I mention it? You did, but oh, okay. for first time listeners, why are you base camp? If you did not listen to our last episode. You should go back and listen to it, but. If, okay. So I was named base camp because really, man, I did not explain it. I dissected the trail for six months before we started. Legitimately. I had literally put mile to mile day one mile to mile day two blah 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 blah. here's our water sources here's our campsites i literally did this for the entire trail <laughs> took me six months so at the beginning like people are coming to me and being like hey marie where's our water sources or where do you want to camp tonight i'd be like well there's a great campsite and blah 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 and i also was very very stickler about you should wear sunscreen and then i was like do you have an ice axe? You should be safe out in the snow. Like, I don't want you dying on my watch. And so I was very informative to a lot of people, I guess, on trail that didn't think about certain things or plan. Like, I I just planned way too intense, way too much. Mm -hmm. But I did plan. And people would come to me a lot. And then they said that night, you're like a base camp. Because, you know, people come to a base camp to find shelter, to reset, mm. to like regather their thoughts information um i guess i was a safe place for people too they'd talk to me about stuff 
And so they were like, yeah, you're like going back to a base camp. Oh, I love that. So that's yeah. like the long version. And base camp was thus born. Yeah, I liked it. I was like, ah, I like that. That sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then that night we walked back to our Airbnb and we let uh, Optimus and Nathan pitch in the backyard, pitch their tents. Yeah. And we had a ride established or set up or scheduled or whatever to head out of Julian the next day back to Scissors Crossing underpass. And it was with a guy from Two Foot Adventures, right? I think so. Yeah, it wasn't the owner, but it was some connection through Two Foot. Yeah, he was a cool dude. Oh, I don't remember his name. I can't either. remember his name either. But it was me, you, Optimus. And Deuces? Deuces. Yeah. And before even all of that, though. We had a great conversation that night back at the Airbnb. Like Deuces and Optimus came into the Airbnb and we had talked about life and stuff. And then I forgot to take my birth control. Yeah. The next morning we had sex. And then I panicked because I didn't take my birth control. And I was like, oh my God, if I get pregnant on trail yeah. right before, like we've just now started the trail, mm -hmm. I'm going to panic. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't get pregnant. No. No. All, all is well in the realm. All was well. But then we went back to trail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that was day eight where we went back into the desert under Scissors Crossing. And we started, it was just a hot day. Climbed straight up from Scissors Crossing, mm -hmm. kind of on and off with Optimist and, mm -hmm. and Deuces. That whole week was a hot week. It was just a hot week in general. And that was the day we saw the horny toads. Yeah. A lot. We saw the actual horny toads. They look just, they're freaking lizards. They're not toads. No, but I guess they kind of look like a frog. They look big, like yeah. a toad. And they got these horns, mm -hmm. which we really should post this for you guys so you can see this. It's really funny. It's such a cool picture. Horny toads. Yeah, we saw them that day. We didn't see them the day that we had to leave Boulder Oaks Campground because of their mating season. We had no idea what was going on. That was a little weird. Well, yeah. But that day we hit mile marker 90. 90 and crap. I can't remember where we camped. Oh, we camped at the third gate cache. Oh, with that's where we met Gup. Yeah. Gup. The third gate cache. Sweet Gup. We got, the, this is actually pretty funny. This we got, is funny. We got there with Optimist and nobody else was at the campsite yet. No. So it was just the three of us and we found our favorite sites. We put our backpacks down and uh, Optimist chose like this cozy little like carve out of a tree yeah it was real cozy it was real protected mm -hmm. we didn't we hadn't yet found a spot we just we put just our plopped it in like a big open space yeah and then we had to walk down to a water cache which was what was it a quarter mile away it was like a quarter mile downhill so, so we, we didn't want to yes yeah, so we didn't want to take our stuff with us and no one was at that campsite yet and it was a really big open area it was huge yeah <laughs> so we go down we get water from the cache and we come back up and there's this guy already <laughs> pitching his tent in the spot that Optimus had claimed. And he is like, what is he? I'm so sorry, Gup, if I say this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's late 60s or mid 60s, uh -huh. mid, mid 60s. And he's got this gray, bushy beard uh -huh. and he's got this hat that's like, looks like it's a it's floppy hat. flopping in the wind. Uh huh. And these, uh, what are those? And cargo pants? Yeah, he had on cargo pants. Yeah. And he's as sweet as can be. <laughs> he was a cool guy. I liked him. And he seemed completely unaware that he had just taken Optimus campsite. Yeah. And so Optimus didn't say anything. No, but he, he gave a face. <laughs> he was like, what do I do in this situation? 
And so yeah, he, he just moved funny. over to the side. It was funny. Yeah. It was. And Gub was just setting up his tent and do do doing. We all started talking and then and then Deuces came up, brother Paul came up. Uh-huh. And then we were waiting for Roy G and Kurt. Yeah, six pack. We were hoping they could make it because we had drank a lot the night before. They hadn't taken a zero. Uh-uh. But they said they were gonna join us. And they did. <laughs> well, they kind of joined kind us. Kind of. They were they they hiked right by us. And they were grumpy. Yeah, they, they didn't really stay and talk to us that night, but that was okay. That was okay. I mean, everybody has their days. It was it was funny though. Yeah. 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 But the next morning, after they had gotten some good rest, um, they came over and said hello and we got a great picture. We all got a great picture together. But this was a huge day because we were making our first triple digit mile marker. Triple digit. I know. And mile we lived marker. in that for a while. <laughs> we did. Until we got to the thousands. <laughs> quadruple digit. I know. So we hit mile marker one hundred. One hundred. One hundred. I baby. knew you were gonna do that. I knew it. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, and this is when that guy commented on the picture or the video. Oh. Because I had headphones and y'all, I was I was not and, okay with and that. And this dude commented, it was like, take your headphones out, bro. Listen Enjoy to nature. nature. Like, well, we've got 2,653 miles of nature. My heart rate went up when I read that comment. Yeah. My heart rate went up very, very high. And I probably started turning very red. Yeah. But you know what? Teach his own. We didn't respond to it. Michelle did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our sweet Mish. Thanks, Michelle, for, yeah, thanks. for being the bigger person. There. Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, headphones out all the time. Or something. <laughs> Who knows what she put. But I, I might have gone off on him. It was I mean, the way he said it. It was the way he said it or typed it or whatever. But Not I mean, cool. it was hard in the desert. It was so, it was so hot that sometimes you had to just zone out with headphones or, or with music or a podcast or something just to keep your mind occupied. Otherwise, you go to dark places quick. Dark places. Yeah. Dark places fast. That's the only dark place in the desert because there's no shade out there. There's no shade except for junipers, sweet junipers. Oh, I know. Yeah, but that was it was a hot... I mean, that whole week was really hot. But hey, that took us into 100 miles. And then it took us into Montezuma. Montezuma, which was such a special time. Oh, man. Montezuma was like a gathering spot. It so, was. I th did we have cell service? Is that how we were able to get them to come and pick us up? Or was it a Garmin message? I don't. Well, we didn't have Garmin, remember? Our spot wasn't, or our Garmin thing wasn't working. That's right. So that's when we talked to the Garmin person. That's right. And we were like, hey, we don't know what's going on with our Garmin. So we never Garmin them. But I think we had cell service. So something else we started to do is we would always organize all the pickups and drop-offs mm -hmm. of our group. I feel like whoever was a part of our group kind of like, jumped onto the bandwagon <laughs> i mean if someone's got to do it yeah so yeah i feel like you had called them or messaged them something like that and she came and picked us up yeah they were doing shuttles to mm -hmm. their little market at the time yeah and they had just um for those of you who don't know montezuma valley market is amazing and they're this incredible little stop off that is a, at, like right after the 100 mile mark mm -hmm. and you know they were it so the year before um unfortunately their market had burned down because of something that happened with hikers and so they were they was it a year before or two years before uh Sorry, i, I just be... know it was before i don't know how far uh but they had to like rebuild everything it was really sad and devastating for yeah. them but they were rebuilding so we went we really wanted to support them yeah and they picked us up 
And we had a great time. We really did. They had like a little like picnic area out front. Mm -hmm. um, they had lots of supplies inside, yeah. lots of food. Um, little like cabanas that you could rent. Or, like, yeah, that they were houses. starting to like, they had just built them up, but they were completely booked when we got there. Yeah, but they let us uh, pitch in the backyard for five bucks a piece on the, the one contingent that, like agreement yeah. that no fires. Yeah, because that's how the fire had happened before is hikers hadn't kept like they didn't put the fire out completely the campfire they had. And that's what sparked the entire fire that burned everything down was hikers sadly and i'm like commend them was it a campfire or a camp stove no it was, it was a campfire it was because they went to bed and they didn't like oh. completely put it out which is what sparked the whole thing mm. and so i commend montezuma valley market for actually opening their home back up to hikers again i'm like wow that's actually really beautiful mm -hmm. that you know they took this and were like let's make a store like let's phoenix from the ashes kind of thing and drew like made it i think they're making it even more cool i think it looks awesome it before. now yeah phoenix from the ashes it's a good harry potter reference thank you yeah thank you. montezuma valley market phoenix from the ashes yeah did you know the phoenix is like the the symbol of the dumbledore family yeah i did it's kind of cool yeah and yeah. we figured that out well i figured that out in the third movie of the dumbledore series the secrets of dumbledore Oh, the Fantastic Beasts. They they talk about that. Prequel or uh, series. Yeah. Three-part series. Yeah. Whatever. They talk about Dumbledore's. They do. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the Phoenix. Yeah. Anyway. But in Montezuma, though, that's where we ran into Tumbleweed again. Yeah, we saw him again. We met Cougar Zero and we met Razor yeah. and Butcher and Waterboy. And Leon was there and Raccoon. Optimus was there. Yep. And uh, Deuces, yep. who else was there? Uh, was was Roy G there? Uh, I don't think so. Some guy named Dogfoot was there. Dogfoot, who we never met again. Never but, saw him again. But he did finish the trail, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dogfoot was there. Yeah, there was a couple other. It was a, like a whole group of us there. There was. Yeah, there was a big group. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh, was... and, and they had little beers in a fridge inside. So, of yeah. course, we, we partook. Yeah, and this was their early stages of coming back. Like, we were their first hikers, really. Yeah. Or some of their first hikers to, like, come back and be a part of it. Yeah. We raided that place. We did. Yeah. Lots of beer and food and we we all had a fun time. We drank a lot that night over the picnic tables. You got microwave or uh, oven pizzas. I did. I got right? oven pizzas, pizzas for everybody. We all split pizza uh -huh. that night. And then uh gosh, we had a good night. We really bonded. Like a lot of us just were very open, had some deep conversations, had a lot of laughs. And I got my name that day. And then the next day, wasn't it? No, it was the oh, same day. Oh, I'm sorry, day. it was the same day. Yeah. That's right. You tell that story, baby. How did you get Yeti legs? Uh, I was like two or three beers deep. And they were talking about like possible trail names for me. And Leon, who had just been recently named Raccoon, Raccoon. Um, <laughs> was like, you should be called like Leg Day or something. And like Leg Day sounds cool, but it wasn't what I was really looking for. And I forget how it came up, but somebody was like, should go touch the Yeti statue over there. Or maybe I volunteered to do it. I can't even remember. But there's this giant white Yeti statue at Montezuma Valley Market. And I went over and I I palmed its ass with my whole hand. You cupped it. Cupped it. And uh, there was like 
the sun was beaming from behind the trees and like these giant like rays of orange were in the backdrop and <laughs> it's it very was, artistic it picture. was an optimist got the picture but deuces was like i've got the name yeti legs and it was partly because i was touching the yeti's ass but also because i just had these big like muscular extremely white legs mm-hmm. and they were trying to come up with a name that had to do with that and so yeti legs was born yeah and deuces knighted me with an ice axe in front of the yeti statue. in front of the yeti it's very appropriate the white yeti <laughs> super white yeti. very white massive yeti it looks bleached out in all the pictures and videos mm-hmm. but also to preface like wesley had ungodly legs before we even started and so and everybody all especially the guys they would check out wesley's leg and be like dude your legs man how did you get such legs like it, oh, this I, was a thing before it, we even like i would say less ungodly more like demigod like hercules <laughs> i i accept that yeah yeah okay it was just really funny because all the it was all the guys like i'm sure the girls were thinking it too but they wouldn't say it because i was around but like all the guys were definitely like dude your legs man you got some <sighs> legs how'd you get those legs it's funny and the the Jacintos and the next coming up week, Shrew Boots was like, Hey man, no homo, but like your legs, man. Your, your legs are really nice. <laughs> they're so like they're really nice, man. It was just funny that he said No, that. it was before. It was in San Jack that's when he I, did it. That's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that oh, that was the next week. That's week three. Sorry, yeah. my brain is all over the place. Okay. Sorry. Right. But um, so we woke up in Montezuma Valley Market. We got a last few like things. Mm-hmm. from the shop mainly just food and condiments and then we had eagle rock that day yeah that was cool you remember that yeah i do and i remember we saw it from far away too yeah we, you can see it from far away there were a lot of yeah. like fighter jets in the sky that day yeah as we were, were hiking mm-hmm. and as we are approaching eagle rock there's like a cluster of people over there and at this point, we're, we're so OCD about not breaking our footpath so early on. Wesley we, was OCD. <laughs> that I was trying to like really pay attention to where exactly we split off to go up to Eagle Rock. Because it's not on trail, it's just off of trail. Um, I was of the mind of, babe, as long as we have a continuous footpath, I don't care. But Wesley at that time was more like, no, we need to go back from where we came. And I was like, okay, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little anal about it. It was great. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I mean, it's probably why we actually had a continuous footpath throughout the entire trail. Okay. Okay. I think. I'll take I credit think it's your for conviction. That. Even though convicted. I had a funny like moment later where I was like, no, we must go back here. Like a Freudian slip, but. Um, Hercules conviction. It, Hercules. Hercules. Her- yeah. Is that why that <laughs> song, I Will Find My Way, is like. I Will is, Find like, My Way. I can go the distance. Yeah. It's like your song. Y'all listen to the Peyton Parrish cover of Go the Distance. It's the Hercules song. And we've decided it's like, it is the theme song of Through Hikers. It is. <laughs> I don't care how far I'll make it there. I'll make it there somehow. Wait, it starts out. Um, I have often dreamed of a far off place. I have often dreamed <laughs> of a far off place with a where a hero's welcome oh yeah will be waiting for, for me. me and the crowds will cheer 
when they see my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you should listen to it. It's actually quite a through hikers theme song. Oh gosh. Whenever you're on like a really sucky climb, listen put, to that. put that on repeat and you'll blow up that, that climb. I am on my way. Uh-huh. I can go the distance. I'll yeah. be there someday. <laughs> it's perfect. If I can be strong. I know every mile will be worth my while. It's really low. I would go most <laughs> to, to find, find where, where I belong. belong. Yep. Yeah. It's a through hiker theme song. It is. You're welcome. For You're that welcome. little serenade. Okay, back to our oh, so this day on Eagle Rock, it was a very open open exposed day i remember that giant open meadow mm-hmm. which was beautiful yeah um we saw tumbleweed out there again tumbleweed that's when we really like started becoming friends with tumbleweed i was just so shocked at how fast his pace was Golly, him and cougar zero and and tumbleweed had these knee brace things on and he was still booking three to four miles per hour I know. that's truly nuts we may be slow as turtles, but we kept finding these people again. Yeah. It's like, I guess because we were just so consistent, and they may blow through miles, but they would stop early. It's the tortoise and the hare race. Yeah. Well, and I'm the tortoise. Like, you're a hare. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. In the world of hiking, you're the hare. I'm a tortoise. I'm a Hercules. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Okay. That works. Uh, but, what was yeah. significant about Eagle Rock? Oh, we had a, a little snack there, and there were lizards climbing all over everywhere it was kind of cool it was a fun little i mean eagle rock is really cool like you look at the pictures of eagle rock and it looks just like an eagle yeah it was a very sacred space for the native Mm -hmm. americans that lived in that area you say more do you know any more about that uh that's really all that i know but i mean i'm not sure if it was manipulated or carved at all Mm -hmm. by them or who came before them but it is in the very immaculate shape of an eagle just like mm-hmm. rising up from the earth. It's kind of cool. It is really cool. I think too, I was shocked at how early on it was because when I'd heard stories of Eagle Rock and it's such a, a monumental thing on the trail, yeah. for some reason I thought it was later on. And when mm-hmm. we got there, I was like, oh my gosh, we're already here. It really is just like right there. Yeah. It is. And it's right on trail, which was cool. Or right um, off trail. Just off. Okay. okay. Off trail. If, if but you're it's made, on trail. I mean. If you're keeping a continuous footpath on the trail. <sighs> okay. It's like right beside the trail. It's like a few hundred feet. Sure. Okay. Oh, and to go back to this, Tumbleweed said something that was really impactful in Mon. I'm sorry to go back to Montezuma, but didn't he say we're you, in you Montezuma? You can't go back days. No. May I? May I have a pass? You get one hall pass. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. This is my one pass then for this for this one. I'll take you to the principal's it- office. Who's the principal? Me. Oh. <laughs> what are you gonna do there <laughs> i mean then i might take more than one hall pass <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> um remember tumbleweed said something about us as a couple uh-huh wasn't it at montezuma oh yeah he just said that we're really um inspirational because we're out here doing this as a couple yeah it was really cool yeah and it he, was really he, sweet he got into more like nuanced things but yeah. i can't remember what they were it was really sweet i mm-hmm. just remember it being very impactful encouraging to me um as you know being a couple <clears throat> on trail i'll say it this is the first time i've ever said this on this podcast but i'll say it plenty more times 
Tumbleweed is a deep motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't know what you were about to say. I'm like, my face was like, what is he about to say? He's a he's a DMF. Yeah, and he's deep a bam. Mother liquor. Yeah, he he's truly one of the deepest people. The more we got to know him on trail, I was like, damn, this I man know. knows himself and knows life in a mm -hmm. way that so many people yet do not understand it's true. He's so assertive and like understands a lot and but we can get to, into that he knows how to push through pain yeah and also embrace pain uh-huh like man we had a, we had a beautiful conversation you know at goat rocks with him which we'll definitely talk about more yeah i'm just gonna leave it there for all of you because uh -huh. i mean he like i cried when we were talking with him maybe so, we should talk with him about that we will talk with him yeah about that. He, he made me cry like so many times in good ways good tears yeah but like yeah he listens deep human. he listens to the man in the arena daily i think originally addressed by roosevelt yeah yes yeah. we should put that when we interview him in his podcast so oh we can start with that yeah yeah he might he might get a little teary i think he might he i think might. he might get too excited deep motherfucker <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um okay going back to our week two we just like went down a rabbit hole into like six months right there yeah so eagle rock relieving eagle rock and i remember making a video i don't i don't know if i told you about this i made a video for bradley so bradley black my cousin it's slash uncle. basically brother it's the, the same guy who who wrote our outro jingle my uncle bradley his uncle i i made a video for him and i sent it to him because every time up until that that point day eight every time i sent him a picture it was us drinking and he's like you don't even hike all you oh, do is right. drink beer yeah he's like well, do you guys even hike though and so yes i sent him a video when i was like dripping sweat the sun is cooking us <laughs> and uh, like, i do hike though. i just i just wanted to make that point now i appreciate that and for those of you who really want to know what i mean by kunkel um a lot of rabbit holes this is a good episode yeah i know i think rabbit holes are important they but, are okay i'm gonna try to explain this can i explain it go for it so bradley and wesley think of these two young lads and wesley is a year older we're both gingers both gingers you truly could think they were brothers because that's how much they are similar alike they look alike um but what why so they're a cousin and an uncle that's how they're related. So Bradley is Wesley's uncle. And my cousin. <laughs> and then first cousin. Which makes me the cousin and the nephew. Yeah, so Wesley's actually the nephew. But I'm older than he is. Which, would that be like, Knephew? Knephew. Uh, or Nefuzin? I like Nuzin. Nuzin, okay. Yeah. So Wesley's the Nuzin <laughs> and Bradley's the uncle. But anyway, so, so it's all no incest, I swear. No incest. It's all through marriage. It's all through marriage. So Wesley's mother married. Wait, maybe you can explain this better than I can. You need a pizza box <clears throat> yes. for this. Okay, so two sisters. One sister marries. <laughs> Once upon a time. One sister marries a father. The other sister marries that father's son. Which one do you think is Wesley's mother? My mom married the son. <laughs> and Bradley's mom. Bradley's mom married the father. Which makes Wesley's grandfather Bradley's father. Mind blown. <laughs> I know. What can I say? The men of Georgia, the, baby. The men of the black family are just irresistible. I mean, that ginger, though. The ginger. 
ginger jeans. I know. You couldn't say no. I did not say no. No. I still don't say no. So to my uncle, <laughs> yeah, we were actually hiking out there. A little punk. Yeah, it's true. And I was I was suffering that week. So let's continue on that week because I suffered really bad. That might be one of my worst. That was like my week of hell. She was she was sucking the hind tip. Oh, I was not even I was I was worse than that. I was like a flattened yeah. pancake on the ground. But I that, cried a lot. You did actually. That's when we did Mary's play like Mary's Oasis, Mike's play. Oh, that's coming, yeah. Lord. Okay, it's probably this whole week too is probably gonna have to be its own episode. It might have to be. Yeah. So Eagle Rock. We're leaving. It was, it was great. We're in this giant open meadow hiking. It's hot. We're sweating our asses off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we go into like this grove of these really ancient oak trees. <gasps> oh, that was magical. It, it really was. I still remember it because it was that magical. And it's heading towards Warner Springs. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that is where Six Pack was finally going to hop off trail, yeah, wasn't it? Was yeah. Warner Springs. And we didn't get to say goodbye to him. No. And so that, and that was a bummer. Um, we really wanted to try to say goodbye to him and hike with Roy G because it was yeah. like, we had kind of taken Roy G in as family and, um, you know, we'd all bonded and she was going to be by herself. So she was, she was like, Hey, I'd really love to hike with you guys for a bit of after my dad leaves. Yeah. So we were kind of waiting for Roy G. He basically, six pack basically entrusted Roy G's safety to us through the Jacintos. Yeah. It was our responsibility to make sure she survived, even yeah. though she's a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had all bonded. And so we wanted, I was like, where is Roy G? We have to make sure she's okay. Yeah. And so we didn't get to say goodbye to Kurt, but he said goodbye to us because he left uh, Modelo, Modelo Cash just outside of Warner Springs under a bridge. Yeah. And what was funny is we were really ca craving beer right then. Like for some reason, I don't know why, but we were like, man, we just wish we had some beer in this moment. And we even thought about, in Warner Springs, hitching or hiking to a gas station just to get beer. And then mm -hmm. we decided against it and we continue on. And here lies this like whole cooler of Modelo's. Well, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a white cooler and it said, thank you, Roy G and Six Pack. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't full though, remember? No, there were only two left. There were only two left. One which a we piece were like, for us. it was meant for us. It was meant for us. We've got to share these photos too. I don't know how we get this. We these are this such out. good photos. They're such good photos. Anyway, we got to share these photos. We got to do like a, a Dropbox folder. That we we could share. do that. Also, um, we would love to hear if you want us to start a Patreon, would you guys be interested in us sharing? Like if you paid $5 a month, would you want to see these photos and videos that we're talking about? Um, just a question because we thought about it. Yeah. 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 Huh. Anyway, so uh, we got our beers, which was epic. We got our beers. And I, I recall Optimist sitting down really close to that beer cache waiting for Roy G. Because, oh, because yeah. after she said goodbye mm -hmm. to her dad, she was going to hop back on trail. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want her to hop back to on trail alone. solo. So he waited for her. What yeah. a gentleman. I know. I know. Gentleman and a scholar. And so we continued ahead. We found a cool campsite and they caught up with us. Well, they, yeah, we, we had already pitched by the time they caught up with us, but it wasn't that far after. It was like, dear God, these youngins, they're so quick on their feet. I know. And she was hiking in a six pack of beer. Yes. Cause that's right. She was going to bring us beer. Whatever. 20 something. We did. We text her about anyway, she brought us beer that night. But in the process of that, weren't you like rinsing off in the creek or something and you heard a mountain lion? Yeah, this is after they'd gotten there. 
No, it was before I thought. Because, no, they had gotten really? there, and I was oh, like, okay. okay, nobody come down here. I'm going to go rinse off in the creek. And wow, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, all I used was sand and water, folks. I didn't use any soap because you're not really supposed to use you shouldn't. soap unless it's eco-friendly, biodegradable, yada, yada. Yeah, note to self, don't use soap in rivers or lakes when you're bathing yourself. Yeah, please don't. But anyways, so I was <laughs> I was gritty as a mud skipper. Mud skipper. Yep. Mud skipper. Sorry. I was I was covered in sand and water and rinsing off, but naked in the little creek. And I hear something in the woods and I swear it sounded like a puma. What did it sound like? Ben? It it sounded like heavy crinkling. So it could have been a deer at first, but I heard like a little low like growl Growling. sound. Like a, and I never saw anything, but I, I was like, Puma, Puma. That's what the back of my mind is saying. It's like, get the sand off your ass and get, get back here. up there. Maybe it purred at you. I don't Maybe think it, it was, was like, a purr. You don't think it was a purr? Are you sure? You were naked, so it was probably like, oh, it, it probably looked like a giant steak. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came back to us and told us, and did we name it? We named it Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. Yeah. So Mr. Tumnus from uh, Chronicles of Narnia. He's a satyr, right? Or centaur? Satyr. Centaur. Centaur. No, he's a satyr. Centaur. No, because centaurs are half horse, half he's human. He's half goat. He's half goat. It's a satyr. Uh-huh. All the terms. I know. Okay. But he's half goat. We know that much. He's half goat, half human. Yes. So okay. we named the mountain lion Mr. Tumnus. And every time we heard other creatures in the woods we, going forward, we always called it Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. Well, I feel like I always called pumas that I thought were out there Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, like it was stalking us the whole yeah, trail. Like it followed us because it liked us. I had yeah. to think that in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we. You're special. Well, you know, it's, I've had a little bit of uh, a beer tonight. And you went down I'm to the frisky. creek. You mm -hmm. are frisky. Am I? This is the principal talking. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. No. And um, <laughs> you, went and, you went and bathed off in the creek and you were fine. You didn't hear shit. I did? Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. You I went after out. I did. I blacked out. Yeah. And, Maybe it was uh, after the beers. I don't know. It could have been. <laughs> but that was a good night. I remember doing like this really we had a lot of fun. inventive rig with our lantern on trekking poles. Yes. Yes. So we could have dinner out there while Roy G and Optimus were also making their dinner. Yeah. We just sat out there and chatted. It was a great and night. shoot the shit. And that's when I discovered the Thermarest blow up air. Thank you, Roy G. Um, like, so I, for those of you who don't know, Thermarest has a pump that's two ounces and I absolutely like, this is my luxury piece and I will carry it forever and ever, but you do need batteries with it. Which makes it heavier than two ounces. Right. Okay, fine. Maybe four, but it takes two AAA batteries and how much does a AAA battery? Okay. For those of you who really care triple a batteries weigh 0. About, 0. 0.4 ounces about 0. 0.4 ounces okay so this this little mechanism blows up your thermarest and you don't have to blow it up yourself which actually can like leave you lightheaded and i was blowing up two of ours mm -hmm. while wesley did our rain fly so i was like setting up the inside this became our our like method of doing camp yeah and i was like man blowing up the thermarest is exhausting because i'm already really tired and mm. i'm lightheaded after i'm done i'm about to like pass out so roy g says well have you ever heard of the thermarest pump that she was pumping her mat up with and i'm like what it was a game changer i will never ever let go of that thing ever true. i don't care what we do 
You've been very devoted to that. It's like the two, little pump the whole time. Yeah. So like it's like 2.8 ounces on trail with batteries. It's worth it. Absolutely. Anyway. I want to weigh it now. I know you do. Yeah. We will. We'll weigh it. Does a fully charged battery weigh more than an empty battery? I don't know. The That's answer. a great question. Well, does it drain? Well, well, does weight come out of electricity? Wait, what's in a battery? <laughs> it's a flow of electrons. So is that weight? I think it has to do with charges. But does that then have weight? I think it would be like a millionth of a decimal place. So then if you're using the battery, does weight come out of it? I think it's negligible. Our little scale that goes to like the tenth decimal place would not be able to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. What an interesting thought. That's a great thought though. These are things that I pondered when I hiked. Because you've you. become an ultralight hiker. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so moving on to the next day. What? Oh, is we this Mike's the, place? We got the Mike's place. <gasps> now, okay, this was beautiful. It was a beautiful day, but it was hot as fuck. It, it really was hot. And before we got to Mike's place, where they have these huge water tanks, we got to a water. It wasn't a cistern. It was a tank above a creek, but the creek was about 50 feet straight downhill. And this is where we first came uh, became familiar with gup engineering oh gup yes so this water tank was completely empty not a drop came out but there was a little tiny creek again 50 feet downhill and he had constructed a dam uh with rocks and other random forest debris and there was like a leaf like siphon like right in the center just enough drop for you to be able to like fill up a water bottle halfway or your canock not a canock your canock bladder and uh yeah we all sat there and grabbed what water we could and didn't some, we talk about rattlesnakes had some snacks and we're talking about bears. rattlesnakes yeah uh not to be confused with mike's place tanks this is a tank before mike's place that like and you're doing i mean it's so hot out there and I don't even know how many miles that was before Mike's place, but it was like the middle of the desert. It was in the middle of the desert and you needed water, period. If we didn't have that water, I think I would have started hallucinating before we got to Mike's place. Mm -hmm. So sweet Gup. Thank you, Gup. Who yeah. was an engineer, right? Wasn't that? He was an engineer. Yeah. He was an engineer. Yeah. Or still is an engineer. Yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. Like mm -hmm. he helped us all and we called it Gup's Dam. Gup's Engineering at Gup's Dam. <laughs> it was great. Yep. Formed. Uh, March X, 2022. March 15th. No, March 16th. March 16th, 2022. 2022. GUP Engineering. If you guys think we're really smart, I want you to know we have Wesley's computer up and we're looking at all of the pictures. Yeah, I'm very organized and I have them all in daily like photo folders. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what we're looking at to well remember what, what we've done. Yeah. And then we went to Mike's place. This is great. Oh, Mike's place. This is, is where we met Chief. Such an interesting place. We get to Mike's place and there are all these other hikers there. Like uh, all the people we knew. All the people we we knew and had been hiking. I mean, we with. were like the last, of course, because we're I I created us being the last all the time. Yeah. So all of our friends were already there. We hiked a little bit slower. So it's okay. So Roy G was there. Tumbleweed, Cougar Zero, Razor uh deuces optimus and then chief the usuals was raccoon there i don't raccoon think so was... i don't think so where's raccoon 
I don't know, but this guy named Chief was there. He he looked young, but apparently he was well known amongst the other hikers. And What's he, our friends? And he, for some reason, asked us um, if he had added too much bleach to his little water bottle. Chief! He, he, he added a few drops of bleach to his water, but he didn't have a liter water bottle. He had one of the, like, the 750 the milliliter uh, smart water bottles. And he added way too many drops oh, of bleach because his water was yellow. But my favorite thing about all of this is we're all sitting there. It's so hot. We're trying yeah. to fi- get in the shade and drink water. And Chief's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now. He's 19 years old, right? Uh-huh. So, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to go. And he gets up and he looks at all of us laying there in the shade with his yellow bottle. And he's like, do you think I put too much bleach in this? he said it was the timing of everything like yep you sure did yeah but hey hey at least it's clean Uh uh-huh well at least he had purified water he might have burned his insides too but (laughs) but i guess he was fine because he continued on i guess he was all right with it so yeah so but we again were the last to leave mike's place everybody We're, were the last to leave they'd all like gotten their water from the tank and they were heading out. We all had decided on campsites too, like kind of where we were going to go. Yeah, there was there was one more climb after Mike's place, and the campsite was on the descent after that climb. Yeah, and it was getting late. Sun was starting to go down. So we we get all of our junk together, and we're leaving Mike's place. <laughs> and this this old like Buick, it was this a old green Buick. Buick. I pulls think. up on this this random dirt road, like random, random, random. And this, it's a dirt road. It's not a gravel road. It's yeah. not even a paved road. It's a road. dirt road. It's a dirt forest service road. And there's a white guy with driving a mustache. it with waxed handlebar mustache. mustache. With a waxed handlebar mustache. And he got out and he was like, hey, you guys want some, uh, some beer or some whiskey? Bef- no, before that, he had his windows down and yelled out the car. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Hmm. He's like, you want some whiskey? You want some beer? No, he said Everclear. Was Everclear his his presentation? Was that the first pitch? Maybe it wasn't the first pitch, but I remember him saying whiskey. And we were like, no. And he was like, you want some beer? And we were like, well, we could take some beer. And then he got out. So he's well, like, well, I can do that. To let you know, I, I, I'm the one who said we'll take some beer because I knew it was a sealed container. That's because what it was. He could have yeah. put... Who knows what and the whiskey or the Everclear. Ungodly things, yes. Um, but this guy, his name was Guino. Guino! Guino. And he got out when you said, we'll take some beer. He got out and he opens his trunk and the beer and the whiskey and the Everclear are buried under a shit ton of hiking equipment. Like pillows in his sleeping trunk. bags. And he's just like throwing it around. I'm like, who, who drives around with, with beer, whiskey, and Everclear? What a combination. It's the most random thing I've ever seen. And so he hands each of us a beer, and then he pulls a third one out and cracks it open. And I'm like, shit. We like cannot, he wants to talk. Like, we can't sit here and talk to homie because we got to get to camp. Like, we got to go. The sun's going down. We got to set up camp. Yeah. And so we get the beers, just two Budweiser's. I remember them very specifically. Very specific. And he leaned on the card, too. Like, he was ready to chat it up. He's like, like, oh, who are you guys? We were about to have a, a bro chat. Yeah. Is what was about to happen. Yeah, he's like, oh, who are you guys? And we're like, oh, we're Yeti Legs and Base Camp. Yeah. And then we're and like, well, we got to go. We, we gracefully <laughs> bow out, but we take the beer. And he's just, like, left there propped up against his car. He, I think he even said, you sure you guys don't want any Everclear? 
I'm like, good Lord, no. If if we had any wounds, I would have taken that to clean them. But I wouldn't drink that shit. <laughs> Everclear would be a great antiseptic. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be. So high alcohol, right? And we started our climb. And at the top of the climb, it was really an uneventful climb. But at the top were Butcher and his son. Mm-hmm. And I forget how the conversation came up, but he mentioned how his son was always carrying six to seven liters Ungodly of water. Ungodly amounts of water. And I was like, I have a great name, Water Boy. You've been thinking of it too. You know? Uh-huh. Because we had also talked to them at Montezuma about all this. Like, this is conversations we'd had on the trail. So Water Boy was knighted on that, that little perch. That night. It was beautiful. It was overlooking like a beautiful view. That's pretty epic. It was a beautiful view. But it was windy up there though. I bet it was that night. We didn't stay there though. We we went down the hill. We went down the hill with our Budweiser's in our hand. I mean, liquid carbohydrates, why not? It was perfect. We got to the camp where all the other hikers were probably an hour later. And there was no room at the end. There was no room at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. So we climbed a little bit back uphill and pitched in a big open spot. And there were holes all over the damn place. I was super paranoid. Uh-huh. I thought it was rattlesnake den holes. Yeah. But nothing came out that night. It was too cold, I think. Could have been tarantula holes. Oh, God. No, I thought tarantulas were in NorCal. Are they in SoCal? I don't know. We'll have to look that up later. <laughs> rattlesnake holes. But no, we were good that night. But, but what's funny, though, is... Um, I kept having dreams that night that rattlesnakes were coming out of the hole and like poking our tent. We're going to like attack when I opened the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept having dreams about it. We said it was analogous to Tremors, the mm-hmm. movie with all the worm things. Tremors. Uh-huh. We couldn't figure it out when we were on our like talk. We were like, what is that movie? We were struggling. Yeah. But Tremors is the movie we were thinking of where they come out of their hole. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that was our, that was a day. That was a good day. It was a fun day. It was a very interesting day. The next day was probably your worst day on trail. Is this the Mary's day? Yeah, this is Mary's place. I hated that day. Mary's oasis truly was an oasis. This was the vortex from hell day. This was that day? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I tripped and scraped up my leg pretty bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was like at least 95 degrees that day. At least. No shade at all. And we kept going around the bend of the rock. And I swear it looked like we were in the same rock. Like it was like, it was just, it never changed. Yeah. It's like you copy and pasted one picture and just put it on the next scene. Yeah. And it's just rinse and repeat over and over and over and over. Yeah. And over. So we said if hell existed, then this is what hell would feel like. It's one of the seven levels. Seven levels of hell. It's yeah. a vortex from hell, literally. Like this is how you would torment people. Yeah, it no shade at all. <laughs> and I remember Gup saying that whenever he was on that stretch, he thought several times, just take me. Just and, take me. And he was just about to jump off the cliff. <laughs> I felt so much better about my life that day because I truly lost it. Like I sat down on a rock before we got to Mary's Oasis and I was like, I can't go any further. Like I started crying. I was like, I'm so weak. I'm so tired. I cannot keep going. That was one of the few times that I, I had to lead us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did because, because I literally could not focus. You were on was, autopilot at that point. I was so dizzy. I was I think, about to pass out. I think you were you were water and salt deprived. I was salt point. deficient for sure. Yeah. And we didn't, we just didn't, have, I didn't have enough salt and I didn't know that. I couldn't problem solve that. I didn't have enough sugar either. No, you didn't. I didn't have enough sugar because I didn't realize I needed sugar at that in point. my body. 
at that point. You learn real quick. Learn real fast. And then we get, thank God, to Mary's Oasis. And I started crying again. And all of our friends are there. And they're like cheering us in like it's a finish line. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? There's a water tank there. And they're cheering us in. We're always, there was like an ongoing joke out there that we were always sweeping the trail. So like we in, a, in an ultra race, after the race, the sweeper <laughs> runs the whole thing again and picks up all the flags and all Make the Make sure and there's stuff. nobody that's like passed out on the side of the trail. So we were always the sweepers. We were just making sure everybody was okay. But yeah. you know who we met during that time? That hey, we Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Google. Out in the midst of the heat in the desert. He was he, trolloping. He, he could have been a mirage for all we knew until he actually showed up again. He was real. Yeah, because I thought he was a mirage. I was like, was he real? Yeah. Because he just, he like said hi to us and bye to us and he ran. He was running in the desert. He was running down the mountain. And then he was gone. And then we find him again. He's He stopped in the middle of the trail there, staring it, at an indigo snake. There was a snake and he freaked out. He's like, there's a snake. And I was like, it's not a rattlesnake. He's like, how do you know? <laughs> he was just staring at it. And we just like walked behind it and it was fine. It just, it's minding his own like, business. Oh, <laughs> and then he showed up at at Mary's place, and that's where he pitched his for tent. Mary's oasis. Yeah, and that's where he pitched his tent. But he's a funny character. Hey Google. He's hey a, Google. He's a cook. I know. Yeah, he's an actual chef. But <laughs> we continue on with Hey Google. But his, our interaction with him at the beginning was really funny. I was like, did we chase him away? Because he ran away from us. We connected because I noticed a tattoo he had. Yeah. There's this this video game called Dead Space, and in the game, there's this like giant like spire thing. It's what causes all of the mayhem and evil in the game. But anyways, he had a tattoo of that spire, and I was like, "Hey, I know that," and that's how we got to talking to him. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of great. It was funny, but he ran away from us. I was like, "What? That yeah. was weird." He ran away, and then somehow he shows back up at Mary's Oasis, and we thought he was way ahead. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But <laughs> I don't know. He must have been taking a break. He took a break, I guess. Somewhere and, hidden. And we passed him, and that's what happened. But then, thank God for Mary's Oasis. We got water. We, like, reset. And then we decided to leave Mary's Oasis and find another place to camp. That's when I, like, you'll see a picture of me where I'm, like, Maria in The Sound of Music. Like, the hills are alive. And really, that was a shitty-ass day. But it that was. night ended really well. It ended really well. Uh, we hiked to the campsites with with deuces deuces and, oh yeah it was good and he broke off and we camped by ourselves that night yeah. but the sunset was gorgeous it was fire yeah that it was, was beautiful it ended it was one of those days where you're like man am i like okay let me just give my process for this as an emotional area of myself is that day i was like am i actually cut out to do this can i really actually be a through hiker because I am sucking so bad and I'm in so much pain and my mental space is in such a bad place. No one else out here seems to be struggling like I am. Like I'm really struggling. Like I can't take another step. And I, I get to Mary's Oasis and then all of a sudden I start hearing Gup telling me what a horrible day he had. And then I start hearing Deuces telling me what a horrible day he had. How he's like jumping from shade to shade <laughs> just so he didn't like smolder and and it was just so encouraging. Like I would encourage you guys, if you're a through hiker, be honest with the people around you because we're all having a shitty day at some point and we're not alone. Like everybody has a hard day and the people around you may be actually asking themselves, why am I here? And that actually might be what takes them off trail. Yep. 
And so just be honest with the people around you and tell them you're having a hard day too, because that's what will bring you closer and bond you. And honesty can be humorous. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny sometimes. Is it? Yeah. It wasn't funny that day. <laughs> it was not funny that day, yeah. but it can be. It's funny now. It's funny retrospectively. Cause you're like, wow, that was some crazy BS that we went through. Oh my God. It was crazy. And then like, you just laugh it off. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what I found out about that spot? Mm -hmm. A woman had passed away there from dehydration like a year or two before. Wait. Do you remember? Was Harry, it? I didn't know about that until like a month or two in. Who was it that said they kept seeing skulls in that section? I don't know. I don't remember. It was decades. Was it decades? He was said, it decades who told us about that too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So later on in the trail, we meet a guy named Decades. Who's amazing. And he hiked the same exact stretch. And he said that he kept seeing like the faces of skulls made out of different objects along that stretch of trail. And then he found out that someone had passed away right at that spot around Mary's Oasis. Yeah. She passed away from dehydration. Yeah. And that's a real thing out there, you guys, is you have to check in with your body. If your body is passing out or going dizzy, there's a reason like you need to find shade and cool your body temp down. You need to get salt in your body. You need to like get more water. Like there's mm -hmm. just so many things happening to you and you have to listen to yourself and not think, oh, I'm just crazy or oh, something like I'm just needy or whatever. Like, no, your body is telling you something for a reason. And that's really important. Preach it. Yeah. All that's right. what I learned on trail at least. That's today's takeaway message. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to, to your, your body listen to your body yeah and go the distance yeah those are two good taglines yeah yeah uh so yeah the fire fiery sunset that night was gorgeous and then we were stoked to wake up the next day oh, because, because we were getting into the paradise valley cafe pancakes oh pancakes. my gosh we were so excited <laughs> I was so excited it, after all that shit. Was it like five or six miles? Yeah, it wasn't far from camp. Oh my gosh, it wasn't far to the road, which is in another mile to Paradise Valley Cafe. Yeah, which we didn't care. Um, she had how heavy was your pack? Probably at that point, thirty-five pounds. She was running with I was it. Running. She was running was to so, the cafe. So excited! You had those those hunger pangs, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we got into Paradise Valley Cafe, and we had breakfast of like pancakes, waffles, it biscuits and gravy, eggs, sausage, so all the beverages. Fun. We had orange juice, coffee, water, Everything. beer. Yeah, we had beer for breakfast. Why not? Mm -hmm. This was our first attempt at hitching. Yeah, this was our first hitchhiking experience, which actually was really good. There's, there's not much else <laughs> around Paradise Valley Cafe. So what you do is you typically hitch into the town of Idlewild, which is like the second town along the trail it's kind of like a cool mountainy log cabin town and we're trying to hitch we have a few of our hiker friends trying to hitch by the stoplight and then we go further in we go back further so people have time to see us and stop before the stoplight didn't decades give us that feedback before we like he left decades told us to get around the bend that's what he said so sweet yeah. decades we <laughs> just met yep was like hiking back out. It was hiking back out to go through the Jacintos. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you should get around this bend so people can see you. And it sounded like sage advice. Because he is. He was a sage. A wise, wise. A sensei. A sensei. <laughs> and um, so we do. We go around the bend and we stick our thumbs up and three, four, five cars go by. 
And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> this massive, beautiful Mercedes oh. Sprinter van pulls over. Couldn't Re- believe it. It pulls over really in between where we were and where our other hiker friends were. And uh, we like we're like jumping for joy. We start to run towards the van. And our other friends are looking at us like, holy crap, they got a hitch. So, so we're like, So we asked hey. the driver, like, hey, can you fit a few more? He's like, sure. And so we motioned for him to come over. We all get in the van. And it's Every- a not build out van. It's like open. It hasn't been built out yet. Yeah, so Sprinter van completely empty in the mm-hmm. back. So everyone gets in the back except for me. I get in the front seat, the driver's seat. And everyone in the back is talking. And I'm talking to the driver up front. I have no idea who this guy is. And uh, we're just shooting the breeze. And uh, he's like, oh, have you ever heard of Jake and Logan Paul? And I'm like, uh, no, I've never heard of them. Who are they? They're like, anyway, they're like influencers online. But they're my they're my sons. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And so I turn around and I'm like, hey, does anyone back here know who Jake and Logan Paul are? <laughs> and, hey, Google. And, and Optimus was in the back. He's like, oh, yeah. And then Hey Google was also in the back. And, and he's he goes, like, oh, yeah, fuck, fuck those, those guys. guys. And I'm like, well, oh, this is their father. <laughs> and he was cool as Which I'm cool sure as a cucumber he's about heard this. like a million things about his sons. but So yeah, we got a, a hitch from Jake and Logan Paul's dad. Yeah. He gave fun. all six of us a lift. He was so nice. And he would only take enough money to buy a six pack of beer on the drive back. He he said no at first, but I'm sure he was like, all right, these these hikers want to give me something. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it was a long drive. So we got into to Idlewild. We checked into a room that you had booked, but. Oh, is a gift from God. But my awesome Aunt Janice. Oh, thank you, Aunt Janice. Oh, my God. Paid for it. Just because we, oh, it was for my birthday. For your birthday. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. She was like, oh, you guys, I didn't give you a birthday gift. Here's a little birthday gift for you. Oh. And she sent us some money. And man, was that a gift. That lodge. We had, had it a, for two nights. Oh, fireplace. Fireplace. Bathtub. King size bed. Uh-huh. It was everything I could have asked for. It was everything that we needed. Everything. And then we like, everybody else in our like family at that point was right beside us in this bigger unit where they had a kitchen. So we all got to like hang out cook dinners together yeah so this is day 13 that we finally got to Idlewild and we get there we check into our lodging we give them all of our filthy disgusting stinky clothes and they wash them for a small fee mm-hmm. and we put on loaner clothes and we walked around town and that's when we met uh the mayor of Idlewild. Oh, Mayor Max. It's a beautiful old golden, golden retriever. Uh-huh. So sweet. So the first night that we get to Idlewild, day 13, we end we up go going we end up going to the Idlewild brew pub. We have a really crappy interaction with the waitress there, which I don't want to ruin the podcast episode by talking about all that garbage, but No, I want to talk about it. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. We can talk about it next time. No, do but... it. Do it now. Okay. Do it, do it. Okay. So this was our first experience. I have not ever experienced this. And I'm like so sad that now I'm realizing people have experienced this based off your color or based off of the way you dress or whatever. And we were given the cold shoulder. So and I wouldn't even say we were isolated. Mistreated. Because it looked like, so Deuces and Hey Google were with us, but but we did not look like, because they had their backpacks with them still. Yeah. Because they hadn't checked in yet. And so it 
I'd hate to even assume this, but based off of someone on the outside, I would assume they're hikers uh-huh. or something like that. And we didn't have nice clothes on. We had on loner clothes. Like I had on boy shorts and Crocs. And, um, and when we got there, we literally, like, I just wanted food. I was so hungry. I was starving. It's like six, 5 PM at night or something. And I just want food and I want a beer. Mm-hmm. And our server, she comes by and she's like, what do you guys want? And I'm like, can we just like, I'd really like to sample, like, our, can we sample a couple of your beers? She's like, sure. Well, 10 or 15 minutes later, she comes back with the samples 10 or 15 minutes later. And I'm like, you know what? She, she might be busy. Like we're outside on the porch. So I just assumed that, you know, she's outside. It's a porch. There's a lot going on. I've been a server in my life. Like you get really busy and overwhelmed, right? Yeah. So 10, 15 minutes goes by. We try samples. She left. She didn't even ask us then if that's what we wanted. All of us did this. 10 or 15 more minutes go by and she comes back and she's like, Hey, did you, did you guys want any beer? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> can we get these beers? Mm-hmm. And we get the beers we ordered, whatever. 10 more minutes goes by. We finally maybe get the beers 10 or 15 more minutes later. Like 45 minutes has gone by. We finally get our beers. We never even saw a food menu. We ne- She never even asked us if we wanted food. Yeah. And we didn't even have time to ask her for a food menu because she would literally come in and in five seconds she was gone like she she wouldn't even make eye contact with us it was very weird it was very strange and even like deuces i think was and hey google were like i mean maybe she's just really busy and by this point 45 minutes later i'm like fuck no she's not like what's like what is happening around me and i look around and the table beside us that had gotten sat after us she's actually bringing their food out and she's laughing with them she's joking with them And she's standing there with them for a few minutes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I am hangry as all get up. Like I am hangry. And I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. Like I am, the dragon in me has come out by this Mm -hmm. point. And Wesley is like, I didn't even get the right beer. They didn't even give him the right beer 45 minutes later. yeah, She put the wrong beer order in. So I am like starting to shake. I'm so angry. And so finally, she never even comes to our table. We wait 10 more minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. And, and so we're, we're, we've decided by this point, we're going to go to the pizza place right across the street. Yeah. Our other hiker peeps are there. They're like, oh, yeah, it's great here. The food's cheap. People yeah. are friendly, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, let's just leave this place. And so we have to find someone to give us our our tab. And we find this guy who give like, they give us our tab. And I... And we had said like, hey, he got the wrong beer. So can you just take it off our tab? Well, our server comes back with our receipt and she just leaves. She doesn't even say, like she doesn't even want to cash out with us. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And we look at the receipt and sure enough, that wrong beer is on there. Like Wesley didn't even drink a beer there. And I mean, the beer was like eight bucks, but it was like 25% of our bill. (laughs) It was moral of the principle. And so I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Because Wesley's like, here comes the dragon. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks at Deuces and Hey Google and he's like, you have not seen this Like, here it side. comes. I was livid. So I grabbed the receipt. I am seeing red. And I go over to these two servers on the side who were just talking. They're and, not even serving anyone. And this is the problem with this place. Because every time that we had to ask another server who wasn't ours for assistance, they would say, ask your server. So I 
like, I'm, I have grabbed this receipt. I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I just want to eat food. And here's these two servers. And I look at them and I'm like, we just want to get out of here. I need someone to fix this so that we can get out of here. We want to just leave. Mm. And one of them looks at me and goes, you need to talk to your server about that. And I went, if I could find our server, I would fix this right now. <laughs> I was so mad. So this, one of the servers grabs the receipt. I don't know what happened. All I know is, is we left cash and we left. Like I was mm -hmm. like, I am so over this place that I cannot handle this anymore because our server won't even look us in the eye. And I was like, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt until I saw her beside our table laughing and cutting up with the group beside us yeah. giving them food while we were waiting to be served like oh that just lit my fire yeah and i'm like wow this is a really sad moment where she could have actually made money from us yeah. but she didn't even give us the time of day because she just assumed yeah she just assumed that we were hiker i mean we were hiker trash at that point but we were just there to to take 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 and not give anything back right and we would have yeah. like we want to tip our servers. We want to give back to the community and we're going to eat a lot and drink a lot. Yeah. And so you didn't even give us the opportunity to give you that. So that's my Idlewild moment of yeah. true, like pissed off. Pala. What? Okay. <laughs> but, we, but we went to the pizza joint. Uh, it was amazing. Right next door. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> we got chicken wings, pizza, all the beer pictures that we ever wanted. And yeah, they were great. The rest of the day was just, blissful yeah it was wonderful and we went to sleep and slept hard because we were just so tired from the last two weeks and had sex probably probably <laughs> what a lovely fireplace what a lovely fireplace and then the last day of week two we were it's our uh, second zero we took a zero in idlewild yeah um we had a few objectives for the day uh one we needed to get marie aka base camp at this point a sun shirt, a, a sun shirt and That's sun right. gloves because she didn't have any at this point i decided not to get them and i regret that forever yeah uh, we had to resupply do a food resupply and we were looking for some nepalese prayer flags oh yeah because of base camp because of base camp we thought it would just <laughs> be the perfect gimmick which is funny because wesley carried our prayer flags <laughs> yeah. I wrapped which, them around my pack and my, we, my poles. We did find. But. So we found those prayer flags. Um, <laughs> we did our food resupply. Uh, we got her the the gear that she needed. And then we went to lunch at the, was it the sawmill? The, the burger place. The lumber mill. That the was lumber it. Mill is a or lumberjack. Yeah. Something like that. And we ate there and we had amazing burgers. We got to know these two guys that like heard we were doing the PCT, overheard us talking. Mm -hmm. And like come to find out at the end of, uh being done we were like hey can we have the bill and the guys had paid for our bill yeah it was so sweet it covered our bill it was really sweet that was well i guess other than the the guino episode where he gave us beers that was our that was our first like true trail magic at, in a town yeah, yeah in a town it was yeah. really sweet and then uh that's when we ran into sam and mariah it was that day it was that day and, and they were like hey we're grilling out having dinner we all did a giant cookout yeah. and uh we all like purchased different things yeah. and and hey google was the cook <laughs> yeah he was the chef yeah so he made like a guacamole some brats uh he toasted buns it was amazing it was a great just hangout night um all of us just sat out there ate uh optimist was sitting there eating a, <laughs> a sausage a dog and <laughs> Like a comatose state. He loves his sausage. <laughs> he loves his saucy song. 
I hope you hear that. We have a great photo of him, actually. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll post that yeah, at some somewhere. Point soon. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that was a good day. And then after we all ate, we went inside and uh, we actually, we had a powwow. Oh, yeah. Because we were all going into the Jacintos and we kind of formed like this little group explaining mm -hmm. what we're going to do, how you handle an ice axe, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I think me, you, and Optimus kind of led that. Yeah. And, and for like anyone that hadn't been through snow before, we wanted to give them some like pointers on when you're dealing with snow. Cause some of these people had never even gone through snow or hiked through snow before. And we were going through the Apache peaks in snow and these are straight drop offs. These are not just hiking up a pass. These are drop offs. So it was just very, very, okay, here's what we need to do if someone feels unsafe or how do we walk each other through this section and we wanted everyone to feel safe that was the biggest thing about the san jacintos is we need to go through this as a group and check in on everybody that we're going through it with make sure everybody's safe someone isn't left behind mm -hmm. if someone's left behind are they okay you know like do we have yeah. everybody's garmin and so yeah and even if it deal. was overkill we still had a system in place we had a system and that's what i would encourage all of you you need a system if you're going through the Sierras, if you're going through the San Jacintos, even at this point in the year, you need a system in place where you have people you're talking to. Absolutely, please do not go through these sections alone. You should not go mm -hmm. through these sections alone. The mom in me is like, please, your God, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, we almost called her Mama Bear. Yeah, that was close. But Mama Bear, you know, is taken by Mama Bear. Yeah. Yeah. And then after our powwow, we went to bed, right? We went to bed. Well, we had sex, probably. You, you love, <laughs> Do you like how I You love telling that? everybody when we're having sex, don't you? Because people need to understand, like, we probably only had sex in towns most of the time. It was true. Because we were dirty and tired. I mean, because sex was a highlight. <laughs> we were dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we, it was uh, a part of the process. Yes, you need to practice, need practice great hygiene whenever you're doing adult things. To not get a UTI. And now on that, that is concluding our week two <laughs> updates. I want to play you a little bit of Go the Distance. will cheer <laughs> when they see my fears so yeah there's your little teaser your for little go teaser. the distance now go listen to it and if you think we should do a patreon what would you want what would you want to see that? yeah if you're paying i mean even five bucks a month is really nothing in the grand scheme of things but that's still you kind of committing into the podcast what extra juiciness would you like yeah okay you guys and i hope you enjoy it well everyone we hope you're enjoying our podcast yeti walks into base camp we're your hosts i'm base camp and i'm yeti legs if you enjoy this podcast please let us know in the comments below or you can also shoot us an email to our podcast 
yetiwalksintobasecamp at gmail.com. So it's just the name of our podcast, all together, all lowercase. We look forward to hearing from you. And if you do enjoy our episodes, please be sure to like and subscribe. And if there are any pertinent links or other information that you're interested in from the episode, just find that in the show notes below. Yes. And so I also wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Ryan G for our intro and Bradley Black for our outro. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And as we like to say in the hiking community, happy happy trails. trails.